Hey there, before we jump into today's episode, I want to make sure that you know about three pretty cool changes I've made to my two signature e-courses, Marriage Methods for Women in Difficult Marriages and Heartbreak to Hope for Women Who Are Separated or Divorced. Change number one, you can now pay whatever you can afford for either of these courses. I don't want money to get in the way of your healing. Change number two, you can now decide between receiving the content weekly for 12 weeks or in a guidebook PDF upon purchase. And change number three, if you have a friend or family member in your life who is in a difficult marriage or going through a divorce, you can now give either of these courses as a gift. See, I told you these were cool changes. Check the links in the show notes to order today. Hey, sweet ones. Welcome back to the All That To Say podcast with me, your host, Elizabeth Klein. On this podcast, we talk about the hard stuff. A, because I've been through a lot of it. B, because most of you have too. And C, because I believe that we have a God who provides so many tools to partner with us in our healing and our wholeness and our recovery. Today, I'm going to share a bit about the fourth step in the 12 steps of recovery. If you haven't already listened to my episode where I share my background with Al-Anon, you're going to want to start there. It's the mini Monday episode from May 23rd, along with episodes 28, 29, and 30, where I share about the first, second, and third steps. So just to make sure we're on the same page, AA stands for Alcoholics Anonymous. That is for people who struggle with an addiction. And Al-Anon is for people who care about someone who struggles with an addiction. Al-Anon is what I attended for probably about 18 months, maybe 15 or so years ago. And then I've gone back um, in more recent years when a situation sort of cropped up that was um, that made my life feel uncomfortable. So if you are going through the steps along with these episodes, you may want to pick up some of the books that I've been sharing from. Um, there'll be links again in the show notes to all the books. And you may want to grab a pen and some paper specifically for this episode because I'm going to be giving some lists and some questions and some suggestions. Okay, just as I have in all of the other step episodes, I thought it would be um, important and meaningful for me to read all 12 of the steps to help you become familiar with them. So here we go. And this is from Al-Anon's 12 Steps, copyright 1996 by Al-Anon Family Group Headquarters. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Step two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Step three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Step four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Step five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Step six, We're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Step seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Step eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Step nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Step 10, 
continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Step 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Step 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to others and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Okay, so today we're taking a look at step four. Step four is made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Ooh, step four is a good one. And I'm going to be honest, it's a tough one. I both loved and hated this step when I first did it. And I have actually done it on more than one occasion. So the first time I I took step four would have been around year 15 of my first marriage. And it was, it was an odd experience. Um, first of all, I was so beaten down that I thought it actually would be easy to do this step because I thought this step meant that you write down everything bad you've ever done and everything you don't like about yourself. Well, done and done, I thought. Um, plus, I have enough uh, outside commentary on my life that this should be easy. Um, I know what other people don't like about me, too. But it also had this weird element to it that though I was really, really hard on myself and still can be, um, there was also a little bit of a high and mighty aspect where four steps in still kind of grappling with the concept of why am I the one doing the steps when I'm not the one with the problem, if you know what I'm saying. And so there was a part of me that was like, um, yeah, I do all these bad things. I am all these bad things, but I'm not the one doing this, this, and this. So it was a real challenge, um, walking through this step when I did it the first time. But here's the thing. The step is not just you write down all the bad things you've ever done and all the things you don't like about yourself. That's not what the step is. That's not what Al-Anon suggests. And that's not how my mentor told me to do my fourth step inventory as she was walking me through the steps at the time. So let's maybe first talk about why this is so important and then we'll hit on some hows. Okay, so basically all of step four is an opportunity to become more acquainted with who you are and who God created you to be and to bring all of that out into the light. As in our past few episodes, I'll be sharing out of some recovery and Al-Anon resources. Like I said, I'll link to all of them in the show notes. So I want you to listen to this from the book called Serenity, a Companion for 12-Step Recovery. We probably have been unaware of the deepest reasons for our attitudes and actions. We were a bit like sleepwalkers, moving through scenes and events, yet unconscious of how we did so. God now calls us to awaken. The night of our emotional imprisonment is ending. The day of our recovery is at hand. But we cannot cast off the darkness until we are completely aware of what those inventory issues are. Basically, we're being asked to accept our reality. Instead of denying or excusing or becoming angry or fearful, we consciously choose to allow the light of God's scrutiny to fall upon us. 
And from Romans 13, 11, it says, now it is high time to awake out of sleep. So good. And this is from Courage to Change, one of Al-Anon's daily readers, maybe my favorite, if I can have a favorite. Um, okay, I love this. I love how Courage to Change puts this. Isn't it exasperating to go to the grocery store for an item only to find the shelf empty? Fortunately, grocers can correct that situation by taking inventory to learn which shelves need replenishment. The same is true for me. A fourth step inventory illuminates my own empty spaces, my shortcomings. This doesn't have to be a painful or scary experience. I don't have to pass judgment on any empty shelf, but unless I take the time to become aware of it, I won't know that I need to do anything to fill it and the problem will continue. By taking inventory, my empty spots can be filled with the help of God and the remaining steps. So good. So it was suggested to me that I make four separate lists. One list of all the harm I'd done. I know, I know, good times. One list of all the harm done to me. Oof. One list of all the good I'd done. Harder than you might think to come up with. And end on all the good done to me. I'm going to say those again because I really want to recommend that you try this exercise. Whether you're doing the steps with these episodes or not, whether all of your relationships are absolutely amazing or not, there is something beautiful about this process. Okay, so here are the four lists. One list, all the harm I've done. List number two, all of the harm done to me. List number three, all the good I've done. List number four, all of the good done to me. Now I have a few additional suggestions for this process. I would recommend that you do this when you're feeling pretty okay, physically and emotionally, not like mid crisis, not mid transition, not mid flu. Okay. You probably want to feel kind of okay. Number two, spend no more than 30 minutes on each list, or you could just spin out. Now, it may not take you 30, but I would stop at 30, maybe even set a timer. Number three, do each of these lists in four separate sessions. Otherwise, you will be emotionally exhausted and probably not as thorough as you could be if you try to sit down and mentally like push through this entire episode, this episode, this entire assignment in one sitting. So I would recommend four separate journaling times. I would also recommend that you pray before you start each of these lists. Ask the spirit to bring to mind what is important and to help you just leave off the rest and ask him to guard your heart as you walk through the process, because I'll be honest, some of this could be a little triggering to bring some of these things back up to the surface. So you're going to want to just be really gentle with yourself. And then when you're finished, pray again, um, give the list to God, ask God to help you leave the list on the list and not carry it around with you emotionally. 
um, in One Day at a Time in Al-Anon, it points out that it's just as self-deceptive to discount what is good in me as it is to justify what is not. So be honest with yourself. Um, listen to what it says in the Serenity book. This was, I hadn't heard this before and I thought this was fascinating. So Alcoholics Anonymous literature warns that recovery is within the reach of every person except those who are constitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves. The kingdom of God is attainable to those who will utilize the power of confession and be honest. Also, I know you've heard this, that Jesus has said he is the way and the truth and the life and the truth will set you free. If you're going to fib, if you're going to hold back, this step will not set you free. So also tiny little thing, maybe drink some extra water before and after you do these sessions. Don't be surprised if you're a bit tired after these sessions. This is deep and meaningful and hard emotional work. So um, let's see, if you want a few extra questions to sort of get your brain going with all of this, I'm going to read some from Hope for Today. This is, you might want to jot some of these down. <laughs> okay. What are the attitudes and behaviors that may have served me, but now limit my capacity to experience joy and fulfillment? So kind of think of like, what are some coping skills maybe from your childhood that helped you survive, that helped you get through whatever or through your first marriage, but now you're on the other side of it. You're not in that in a daily basis anymore, but you're still responding or acting the way that you did back then. So what are some attitudes or behaviors that may have served me in the past, but now are limiting me? What are the resentments that keep me in bondage to the past. Oof. In other words, maybe who have you not forgiven yet? Can I honestly admit my part in my difficulties and in my strained relationships? I told you. <laughs> Step four is rough, but it's so good. Am I still holding on to situations in which I have no fault? So good. Do I have the courage to take responsibility for my own feelings and my own actions? Mm. Do I accept that although I am powerless to change anything from my past, I do have some control over now and the future? Am I coming to trust and value myself? And do I know that I am worthy of the love of God? So good. Oh my gosh. If you want to go deeper, maybe deeper is not the right word. Lighter, more fun. Um, but you like these kinds of exercises. Okay. I'm going to give you a couple more lists. I know. First of all, let me um, share this little story with you. When I was going through my divorce, I think this lines up. I don't know if I'd seen it for the first time or if I was just watching the movie again during my divorce, but it's the movie Runaway Bride with Julia Roberts and Richard Gere. 
And the basic plot of the movie is that it turns out the Julia Roberts character was sort of shape-shifting to each of her fiancés, um, which kind of she realized, I don't know if she realized it or the, anyway, doesn't matter. But it turned out that she would, this is such a minute detail of this movie, but it was so fascinating to me. She realized she didn't know how she liked to eat her eggs because she would just eat eggs the way that each one of her fiancés ate their eggs. And there's this scene in the movie where she's in her kitchen and she's made eggs in every way that someone can make eggs. I don't think I knew there were that many ways, but there's like a bunch of plates in front of her. And she was trying all of them to see what her favorite kind of eggs were. And I thought that was so interesting. And so here are some lighter lists. What do you like about yourself? This list is for you. No one has to see this list. What do you like about you? What do you like? What do you like to do? What are your favorite things? What's your favorite color? What's your favorite candy? What's your favorite restaurant? What's your favorite snack? What's your favorite thing to do to unwind? Um, do you like to go for walks? Do you prefer a bath or a shower? Do you like parties? Do you like to sit on the couch? Do you like romantic comedies? Do you like thrillers? So what do you like and what do you like to do? And then what don't you like and what don't you like to do? You hate running, but you love walks. You um, love go or you hate going to the movies alone. So things like that. What is your least favorite color? What, what foods do you hate? It's so good to know yourself. Getting to know ourselves better is a beautiful way to recover ourselves and our stories. It's also a really great way to remind us that we are but dust and God created us and loves us and sent his son to die for us. It's like a leveler between people. It should remind you that you are no better than any other person, but you are also no worse than any other person. You are a human being equal to all other human beings, no matter what you've been told over your lifetime, that you are equally created, equally complex, equally unique, equally loved. And that is step four. That's it to step four. Step four is making the lists. It's not doing anything else with the lists except creating them. Okay. So I will post a link in the show notes for you where you can find an Al-Anon group, a Celebrate Recovery group, as well as a therapist, where you can order any or all of the um, Al-Anon daily readers that I referred to, where you can find the Serenity 12-step companion, um, along with a link to a quiz to help you determine if you might have some codependency issues. I'm going to put links to my Marriage Methods course, my Heartbreak to Hope course, and my Childhood Wounds course if you want to go deeper with all of this. If you have any questions on any of this, I hope you will shoot me an email or you can message me through the podcast. As always, you can share this episode, subscribe to it, support it financially. You can rate it. You can review it if you like it. And 
Guys, thank you to everyone who has done any or all of those. It means so much to me. You have no idea. So sweet ones. All that to say, in the middle of your recovery journey, or if you are just dipping your toe by listening and learning a little bit more about the steps, you are the unconditionally beloved daughter of God, and he is so delighted with you. No matter what you write down on those lists, he is so delighted with you. You came into this world and you start each day already completely loved with no other loves to beg for and nothing to prove to anyone. Till next time, so, so much love.